Welcome to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. On this podcast, we talk about speech, language, and all things happening with your child, giving you specific tactical information you can use to help your kids talk, listen, and thrive in their academic journey. Well, hello out there. Welcome to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast. Hi, y'all. My name is Adrienne Fuller. I am a speech language pathologist and I am a kids, toddlers, communication expert. And you want to say, well, why do you call yourself an expert? Well, I currently am a speech language pathologist. I've been that for about 20 years. And before that, I was a teacher. And so, yes, at this stage of the game, I am an expert. I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of kids and their parents. And I think sometimes when we think about working with children as professionals, sometimes we forget that parents are really our our client. You guys are our client. And my heart is for parents. And what I want to do is walk you through this journey. And so I decided to kick off my podcast. And what I don't want to do is have these huge, long podcasts. Um, and those are fine. And maybe later on down the line, that's what they'll be. But for now, I want to make them pretty easy and and when I say easy, like short, like you could do it on your way to to uh, on the way to school or you could do it when you're doing the dishes or when you're wrapping things up at night so I want to make them pretty short but really the goal of let's talk about talking is to give you practical ways to just guide your child your grandchild your foster child even if you're a preschool director or you're a principal listening to this podcast, how you can guide them in their journey. Because I do believe that it does take not just one person, but a village of us to raise wonderful, adjusted, great, caring children. And I want all children to have a voice, whether it's talking or whether it's they use an alternate communication device, whether it's sign language, I want all kids to have a voice. And if you're a parent of a toddler at the moment and you're, you feel like your child is having difficulty speaking and, and that's what we've kind of found as a result of the pandemic, we were just isolated and our kids were isolated for so long. And even in, in the clinic, we shut down for a while and we, when we opened back up, it was literally like we were starting all over with many of our patients. And so you might be, have stumbled upon this podcast and you might say, I just don't know what to do. So I, I don't want to come at you from like, I have done this for 20 years and I'm going to tell you what to do. But I do want to give you some options and because parenting and fostering and all of these things, they're a journey full of choices. And so when I look at the fitness industry, when I even look at the health industry, there are many paths one that one can take. And I, I want parenting and education to be that, that same way. And so I wanted to take this very first 
episode to talk about how I got here and how I got to this place. And so you could get to know me a little. And so, like I said before, I am a speech language pathologist and I am one of those very fortunate people that I've worked in, in the field where I got my degree. And so before I was a speech, speech therapist, which I often refer to myself as a speech therapist, I was a teacher. And so I started out as a teacher of seventh and eighth grade students. You guys, it was, if you have a middle schooler right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you remember your middle school years, (laughs) you will remember how awful you were (laughs) and so I feel like I have gained my wings and my halo just in the years that I spent teaching but I was a learning disabilities teacher because my degree was in special education and so I found a job here in Central Florida and and actually it's so funny it's kind of a long story but you're here for the ride right but my My dad knew one of the the principals at the school and there was a hiring freeze, but we were able to navigate through that. And that's so funny now that there's a hiring freeze on teachers. Like we were literally like crossing our fingers if we would get jobs. And now they're literally begging teachers to come back into the classrooms. But that's, that's another, maybe we'll have a teacher on to talk about that later, but I, I ended up getting a job in a school and living, now I live in that same town. I live in the town of Apopka, Florida. But I started out as a teacher, learning disabilities. And back then, way back then, we would pull kids out. We, all, the kids would come into my class. And I actually, one of the years that I taught, I taught all the subjects. So I had like my sick, I actually taught sixth grade too. So I, I taught sixth grade and I would teach the math, the science, the social studies, the English. So it was a very diff, it was difficult, but we really, even in their own way, you know how middle schoolers are like, they want to tell you about yourself, but then they want to hug in the next breath. So we kind of became a little bit of a family. And I remember walking down to the science room one, one year and getting microscopes so I could bring into my room because I didn't have a science room, I just had a regular classroom, but I wanted the kids to in, like really get the whole, the whole experience of anything. I don't think that just because you pull someone out and they need a little bit extra support, they shouldn't get to do all the, the cool stuff of science too. So I, I did that and I remember one one day walking down to the science room and saying, oh, this really, I can't believe I'm still getting these microscopes. And then I remember one of my students saying, hey, it was right after Christmas. And he said, I asked for a microscope for Christmas. And that was like the total payoff. So it's just those like those little things that I remember. But I also remember being in the IEP meeting. So for anyone who doesn't know, an IEP is what is called an individual education plan. And so every student who receives exceptional education services, we call it ESE for short, they get an IEP. And so every year you have to, all the teachers, everyone in on or who touches the student is invited to the meeting and you 
talk about the goals and what how you're going to support the child in the classroom and by the way if you ever are invited to a meeting and you cannot attend please make every effort that you can to attend those meetings so if you have to reschedule reschedule and it is your right to say i need to reschedule if your child's classroom teacher is not in the in the meeting and you would like them to be it's your right to say i'd like to reschedule this meeting so my child's classroom teacher can be there and so i think sometimes parents don't know exact all the rights they have when they walk into these meetings these are documents these are documents that the school is accountable for and so if your child is not getting what is stated on that document it is your right to ask the school why and they must make it right anyway i think this shows me i'm gonna have to do an episode on ieps because um yes parents have many many rights but anyway i remember sitting in the the iep meetings and parents looking like deer in headlights like it's so many terms even at and i later on we have an episode with ashley seiler and she talks about how she's also a speech language pathologist but she has a relative and she sat in on the meetings and they can be very they can be very um difficult to understand even for us so as a parent who has one million things going on sometimes it can be overwhelming and so i want this to be a place where you can get information about that so i remember sitting in those meetings and thinking something is not quite right like i i want to be able to connect with parents more and you know sometimes you're in the meeting it's often in especially in the school school setting they would be before school so like you're just trying to get through the meeting so you can make sure your class is ready for the kids coming in the door and so that was my first kind of inclination that I want to be more available to parents. Well, I, I, the school system, being a teacher has so many wonderful benefits, but it's also can be very exhausting. And I had always wanted to be a speech language pathologist. And so about three years after I started teaching, I went back to school full time to graduate school to become a speech language pathologist. And after that, I swore that I would never be, I would never work with kids again. And so I worked as a speech therapist in a skilled nursing facility. And I did that and I worked my way, you know, through many, many many settings. I was a travel therapist. I worked in a hospital. I worked in nursing homes. I worked in outpatient rehabs. But eventually I found my way back to children. And so I remember starting my private practice and I thought I had a lot of patients, but I I didn't. So I had to go back and get a job in the schools just to kind of supplement the income so I could get the practice off the ground. And I remember working at this elementary school and I was a part-time therapist with a caseload of a, of a lot of kids. And I remember sitting in an IEP meeting with a parent and I believe this child was a second grader. And we had to tell that parent that her son was language impaired 
And I remember telling her that, laying all this on her and the bell ringing and I, we had to go. And that is the pivotal point for me where I knew that I had to talk to parents in a different way. Seeing that mom's face and just the, like the weight of that diagnosis. Your child's language impaired. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how they're going to, how, what we're going to do for them. Here's how we're going to support them. Sign here. Okay. Uh, I've got to go now, but you can email me if you have any questions. To this day, I remember that mom's face. And so I believe what we do is amazing. I believe what teachers do is amazing. I believe what speech therapists, occupational therapists do is amazing. I think though, where we sometimes go wrong is that we talk at parents. We, we just shoot terms and we shoot um, acronyms out that they know nothing about and they're processing this information and we're making snap judgments sometimes because we're overwhelmed. And so I'm not here to say who's wrong, who's right. I'm saying I want to start talking to you. So what I want this podcast to be is a journey that we walk together. And I want you, however you use or however you consume this content, whether it's on YouTube or Apple or anything like Google Play, anything like that, please let's have a conversation. If there's anything that you want me to talk about and um, address in this in these episodes, I want to know because I want to walk this journey with you. I know being a parent is so overwhelming. We live in a world that's changed so drastically. And so you're trying to keep your child safe. You're trying to keep them fed. You're trying to keep them happy. You're trying to be sure that they're a nice human and you want them to not be hurt and you want this life to be good for them. And you want to do the very best you can. And I recognize that sometimes it can feel overwhelming. So I want you to know that Adrian is here. I want to be almost like your big sister or your auntie or the really good friend you know that happens to be a speech therapist and a teacher and you can just bounce ideas off of. So that's what I want this podcast to be. And so fast forward 10, 15, 20 years, I'm here now. I have a private practice in Central Florida. It's called Speech Builder Speech and Language and Occupational Therapy. We see a ton of kids on the spectrum or toddlers that are not yet identified or toddlers that are just not talking. And it's kind of, someone told me when I first started, you don't pick the setting, the setting picks you. And that has definitely been the case for me. For some reason, toddlers and kids that don't talk have really, I've just gravitated toward it. And I just want to give parents the options so they can walk it through and they can do the very best thing that they make the very best informed decisions they can for their child. And so I always want every single episode to be to you to get something from it, tactical. I don't wanna just do, hey, let me just have like a, a random guest or whatever uh, on, on the show. I want every time that you listen, you can say, oh, okay, let me do that or let me try that or let me write that down for another time. And so 
I've said this for a very, very long time, but in when you're working with your child, especially when they're young, but now that even I have nieces that I had that have been in my life and I have such a they're a huge part of my life. I've seen them grow and but even when they're now that they're teens, I want to encourage every single parent, every single caregiver, foster, grandparent to to make everyday moment teachable moments. If you if I could if I had a blackboard or a whiteboard, I'd write that down. Make everyday moments teachable moments. Oftentimes when our kids aren't talking or when there is an issue with kids of any age, but I'm going to focus on the toddler age right now. We tend to think these big, huge things are what make the difference. Like, oh, we're going to sit and we're going to do, you know, homeschooling for three hours or one hour, or I'm going to take them to a, this big, huge, expensive program and we're going to, or, a, or things that take these exorbitant amounts of time and money. And those are great things. And if you can afford them and if you have the time, do them. But what I find, especially with toddlers, five minutes every single day makes a huge difference. It makes a bigger difference than if you do 30 minutes to an hour haphazardly. I would rather a parent take five minutes and read a story or fill up the sink with water and play with toys while they just talk to the kid, their child. And I do, I, I say kid and child interchangeably. I know kids are baby goats, but kids are also little humans to me. So I'm going to say kids a lot. And that's, I guess it's my podcast. So that's what I'm going to do. But that I do interchange those. But if you fill up the sink with water, if you grab a bottle of bubbles, if you grab a ball and just label everything you're doing with that ball for five minutes, even if you have to set your timer and then let the child go, then that is, I mean, that just is the most amazing thing that you could ever do for them. And so I, in this, I love technology. I love YouTube kids. I love Disney plus. I love all of those things. But if your child's not talking, I don't always think television is the best thing for them, but television is a tool. You, we all, no one needs to be around their child 24 seven. And if anyone tells you that, it's a lie. It's, it's, it, you, no one can possibly do that. But I'm saying, take the five minutes, do those activities. I love bubbles. I love puzzles. I love stacking blocks. I love playing with dolls. I love cars and trucks. I love trains. And just be as communicative as you can. And for some parents who are pretty soft-spoken, that feels so, it feels so silly and it feels so ridiculous. But when you saturate your child's environment with language, Man, that gives them just the best thing. Not asking them questions, saturating them with sentences and words and look at the car and mommy's going and let's go outside and let's open the door. Things like that are so beneficial for them. So that's my one tactical thing for today. I want to let you know I am looking forward to this journey. I'm going to sign off now. 
so you can go and spend that those quality time that quality time and making those everyday moments teachable moments i have four parents i have written a book called 30 days to get your toddler talking um and it's to me a great step-by-step program to for parents who are just don't know what to do or even if your child's in therapy you can use it as your carryover program but it's just something that would be great to to use with your child but you don't have to you don't have to buy that we have lots of content on our youtube channel and we have a great blog on our on our website speechbuilders.org and so for now i'm signing off spend those ti- that time with your your child and you will be so glad that you did for now i say goodbye You've been listening to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. You can grab Adrian's book, 30 Days to Get Your Toddler Talking, on Amazon or at speechbuilders.org.